0: Hi, everybody. I'm Steve Goldstein, and thank you so much for taking the time here on the Goldie on Ice podcast. We are presented by SIDES, which is a foundation helping children and family in the battle against pediatric cancer. You know, I know David Lister personally. He puts in so much of his time, energy, and effort to help so many that need it. SIDES helps to fund and fight children's cancer. You can find Dave Lister on how you can contribute and help out and donate on Facebook and on LinkedIn. And brought to you by Ken Marr. His bottom line is Ken, a personal friend of mine. Been with the podcast since the beginning. He's just one of the best people I know. That's the bottom line. He's now a senior vice president at JLL, a Fortune 500 company. Ken specializes in industrial properties. Four decades in the business, so we appreciate his support here on the Goldie on Ice podcast. Let's get right to this episode. Hello, everybody. It's time for your Game 1 game preview, the Eastern Conference Final the Panthers at Carolina. The Cats in their first Eastern Conference final since 1996. Now, the Panthers entered this game against the Hurricanes, winners remarkably, incredibly, of six consecutive road games. Games two, and then five and seven against Boston, five and seven in overtime. Games one and two in Toronto, and then Game five in overtime, so the Panthers have clinched the first two series this year with overtime wins on the road. First, it was Carter Verhaeghe, and then it was Nick Cousins with those game-winning goals. The Panthers have not lost a road game since game one against Boston. And if you go back late in the regular season when they went 6-1-1 and to end the year, remember those last couple of weeks, they didn't lose a road game. And that stretch started with that win in overtime in Toronto, that very famous game where Paul Maurice said what he said on the bench uh, in emphatic terms. And Keith Kachuk, Matthew's father, made his comments in the morning on the radio that day on Canadian radio. And here we are about six weeks later. Who would have thunk it? So the Panthers feel good on the road. Um, I can tell you being around the team, you know, it's just, it's simple on the road. You know, they play hockey, they hang out together, they go eat, and they're in their hotel. And that that's really what they do on the road. Um, and it, it, there's a calming effect, and they just show up and play the game and, you know, not really feeling pressure because they've been the underdogs. And by the way, they're still the underdogs, um, I think, in a pretty big way. Although, Paul Maurice, in, a, in some ways, would beg to differ. He more looks at it as, hey, you know, you... You step up your game a little bit in a few areas once you get to the playoffs, and it really closes that gap a lot. So uh, he, on Wednesday before the team left town, kind of, I thought it was a pretty interesting comment that he said that, you know, maybe in that Boston series, maybe not quite as lopsided as it seemed. You know, the Panthers got better in a few areas, and that probably closed the gap between the two teams more than a lot of people thought. And obviously that was the case since they won the series. But they've been great on the road. Um, they've been okay at home. I mean, they went 1-2 and two against Boston and 1-1 one and one against Toronto, so certainly it's a fairly small sample size. They played a lot more road games uh, than they have home games, but uh, I expect the same kind of effort from them, and, you know, there's obviously a few keys in this series. First of all, it's a different dynamic. Unlike the first two series, the Panthers are playing a team that plays very similar uh, to them. Um, you know, Paul Maurice is making sure that He throws all the accolades on the Hurricanes, saying Rod Brindamore is the best coach in the NHL, uh, which is obviously subjective. Uh, Many would agree. And the Hurricanes are the best analytic team in the NHL, which is actually a fact. They are. Um, And they have been right up there for a number of years now. They made the conference final back in 2019. They've won the division three straight times. So they've been knocking on the door for quite a while, this Carolina team. They are dangerous. They've got an awesome top four on the blue line, um, Brady Shea, Jacob Slavin, who's probably the best defensive defenseman in the NHL that nobody really knows about or pays attention to. Of course, you have Pesci there, and you have the ageless Wonder Burns. So that top four is terrific. Uh, Shane Gostisbehere, Bear, his story will get a lot of play during this series. Of course, South Florida, Broward County native, grew up a Panther fan, going to games, Union College, had that great start to his career in Philadelphia, and after uh, you know the Flyers trade him to Arizona, you got to give Carolina credit. Heck of a pickup midseason to get Bear in there. He's played well. He's on their bottom pair, so he's slotted in a good spot. So Carolina's defense is excellent. Um, which team can four-check better? Uh, I think they're the two best four-checking teams in the league. Who can get in on the opponent's defense better is going to be Maybe the key factor in this series, you know, the Panthers did a great job of just getting pucks out of their own zone. It didn't matter if it was off the glass, flipped high in the air. They got out of their own zone quick enough against that top-level talent of both Boston and Toronto. Now, in this series, they don't have to deal with the top-level skill that the Bruins and Maple Leafs had. There's no Austin Matthews. There's no Mitch Marner. There's no David Pasternak. There is Sebastian Ajos who's excellent and if Tevo Teravainen comes back. Um, and they've got, you know, Marty Natchez is a terrific player. They have a lot of really good players that just work and skate and are tenacious. So I don't like saying they don't have the talent. I'll say they don't have the skill because all of those things, that is a talent to be able to play that way and play to the system and and do the things that the Carolina Hurricanes do. Um, that is talent. But it's just a different dynamic for the Panthers. And the four check, I think, how quickly, you know, the D can get out of the zone. and How much the four checkers, it goes hand in hand, can pin them in. And then it's going to come down to the goaltending. I mean, that's the bottom line. And, you know, if Sergei Bobrovsky plays the way he did against Toronto, I don't see the Panthers losing four times in seven. Even as great of a team as Carolina is. Uh, Frederick Anderson's been excellent for Carolina. And it's taking nothing away from the Islanders and the Devils. But, come on. Carolina Hurricanes have not faced the experience the depth and the talent and skill set that the Panthers did. Now, you have some of those elements in both of those teams, the Islanders and the Devils, but the Bruins and Maple Leafs had all of it. I mean, these teams make the playoffs every single year. They've got Stanley Cup hopes. I mean, the Islanders, you know, they're they're not thinking Cup in that series. They're hoping to win a couple of games, which they did. Um, You know, they're overmatched. They don't score enough. And the Devils, who had an unbelievable comeback in the series against the Rangers and are one of the most dynamic, fun teams to watch in the league. And I love Jack Hughes. He might be my favorite non-Panther. It used to be Patrick Kane, but he slowed down a little bit. Uh, And that team is great. But, hey, you know, much like the Panthers last year in the first round when they beat Washington, I think a little bit like Toronto this year, It was winning that first round was so big that you know, maybe you just take your foot off the gas pedal a little bit and then you get punched in the mouth in the next round when you haven't been there. And I think that's what happened to the Panthers last year against Tampa. I think it happened a little bit to Toronto this year after they win their first series and beating Tampa Bay. First time they won a series in 19 years. Panthers come in, hit them over the head, win game one, steal game two. And realistically, the series is over. The Panthers were losing four out of five at Toronto. Um, and I think the Devils had a little bit of that. You know, from 0-2 down against the Rangers, they battle back to get it to Game 7. They crush them in Game 7, feeling good. They win that rivalry. They win their first playoff series in a while, and they go into Carolina and lose. So, you know, I, I don't know if it matters, the competition the Panthers played. Um, overall, was better than what the I think Carolina played. Um, but I just think, you know, it's going to be a heck of a series. Uh, these teams are tenacious. It's going to be bounces here, bounces there. I don't think you're going to have that many high scoring games, although Panthers did have that 7 5 against Boston and Carolina had, what, the 8 4 game against the Devils. But it's going to be a lot of fun simply because the Florida Panthers are in the Eastern Conference final for the first time since 1996 and the market is on fire with hockey. Uh, great that the heater playing also. I thought it was awesome by the Panthers yesterday. Everybody wore their Heat t-shirts, all the players going on the plane for the road trip. Uh, it's just a great vibe right now. So keep on checking in with the podcast, subscribe, spread the word, leave a review, whatever you want to do. Please take a moment to listen to our sponsors. Without them, the podcast would not be possible. In addition, same for our producer, Brett Markowitz. We'll talk to you soon. Time to take a moment now to tell you about something very important the fight against pediatric cancer. And we're doing that through SIDES, the SIDES Foundation. Sydney Lister, at age 15, battled Ewing's sarcoma, and she beat it, and she's doing great today. Out of that struggle came SIDES, a foundation formed to fight pediatric cancer, to help fund children's cancer research and help South Florida families with kids fighting the disease. Dave Lister is Sid's dad. He's in charge of SIDES and does so much for those families. So, I encourage you to help out. Check out SIDES on Facebook, their Facebook page, S-I-D-E-S. Uh, everything is on there, or you can also call this important number, 954-594-5763. That's 954-594-5763. Help us, help Dave Lister, and help everybody fight pediatric cancer and help out families that need it through the SIDES Foundation. Well, I want to tell you about Ken Morris because he's been 33-plus years in the business, a stand-up guy, and recently joined JLL as a senior vice president. Now, JLL is number 185 in the Fortune 500 list, and Ken specializes in industrial properties, warehouse, and manufacturer. He handles complex transactions, and the bottom line is, and I know this about him, you're the most important asset. You know, he takes care of his clients. That's what really drives him and keeps him in the business. And he absolutely loves it. He works with Fortune 500 companies and startup companies as well. So any needs that you possibly have, I could tell you this. Ken Morris is the guy. And he's been nice enough to support this podcast right from the beginning. So he's also got a pretty keen eye. Give him a call. 954-240-4400. That's nine five four two four zero four four zero zero for Ken Morris.